Hello and welcome to the Green Pole Podcast. I am joined tonight by Kieran and Tom to discuss last night's 0-0 draw at home to Everton. How are you doing tonight, Kieran? I'm very well, thank you very much. How about you? I'm okay. I'm okay. A little bit disappointed that uh, Mm. we only got a point yesterday, but can't complain. We cannot Um, complain indeed. No. Um, Tom, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, all, all good, my end. Just, uh, yeah, I think the clean sheet was a was a big bonus yesterday as well. Yeah, that's two clean sheets in three games. It is. So, uh, yeah. Right, let's get into this nil-nil draw. Um, I suppose, where do we start? Uh, Kieran, give us your thoughts on the game in a whole, um, and then we'll sort of start from there, really. Um, I'd say it's a pretty... I think the spotlight was on the keepers quite a lot yesterday. Um, obviously, no goals going in from either end. Both teams looking a bit toothless in attack. Um, but, yeah, I think both keepers pulled out some great, great stops to um, keep the spoils shared. Um, and I think we did have some good moments, um, especially second half. We picked it up quite a bit. Um, we managed to somehow keep the goals out from Everton in the first half. Um, we had some good chances. William um, run the show again. Uh, midfield worked its wonders as usual um, and of course there was a few moments which I'm sure we'll get onto eventually about um, possible penalties and possible red cards but overall not a bad evening I mean we'll take the point we've got a clean sheet as Tom said a minute ago so um, yeah and any any point help any point helps yeah it's certainly a point closer to survival anyway um, that, that was my uh, outtake on it once I left the ground yesterday um, Tom, give us your thoughts on last night's nil-nil. Yeah, I think Kieran summed it up pretty well, to be honest. Um, I think coming away from the game, you're looking at it disappointed. And I think that just shows how far we've come as a team, thinking that we should have won the game. Um, I think Mitrovic had a bit of an off day. I think it was 10 shots he had, which is like a record or something since Kane in 2017 without scoring. So I think on another day, we could have had three or four, but to come away with a point, like you say, it's another point on the board, another point close to survival. That's eight points for the month of October. And I think all in all, it's a pretty solid return. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I think someone put a curse on Mitrovic yesterday. Um, <laughs> as you said, he had 10 shots. I think he had one on target, um, but he, he had a header, I think about five minutes in, six minutes in from a corner, which Pickford pulled off a wonder say, um, yeah. which which was looping in. Um, mm. But I think moments before that, uh, Kieran, I'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, William had a shot. He cut in, done fantastically well. Mm. And f- for love, not for love or money, I thought that's in. It's one nil. And then Pickford somehow gets a left hand out of nowhere and sort of chips yeah. it over the bar. Um, I mean, do you think that was in? Well, I thought it was in, but of course Pickford. Credit to him. He's England's number one keeper. And it certainly proves why he is England's number one. Um, because he's a great keeper. An absolutely worldly save. And I think credit's where it's due, really. Um, it's a shame it didn't go in. Um, I think in terms of the shot, I think it was quite... You could say it's a bit central, but at the end of the day, it's a good save. So, uh, Thomas... What was your thought on the save? And could William have done maybe maybe done a little bit better with a shot? Or is that being a bit critical? 
I think it's a bit critical, yeah. I think I think he just because it comes out the air, doesn't it? And he turns on it, swivels and just hits it first time um, as he turns. And I think if he had a bit more time to think about it, maybe he places it in a corner. But yeah, I think I think like Kieran says, you've got to give the credit to Pickford. You say it's a bit central. Yeah, maybe it was, but when it comes at you that quickly and he just throws out his left arm, it's he's he's a he's brilliant reflex uh, save and. Yeah, the credit goes to Pickford. Yeah, I think yesterday certainly proved why Pickford is England's number one. In my opinion, he is. Um, he's, I don't think he's ever let England down in an England shirt, but some of the saves he pulled out yesterday were just unreal. Um, mm, absolutely. But I suppose one of the main talking points in that first half was the Mitrovic tackle. Um, the tackle stamp, however you want to put it, I personally don't feel is a red card. Um, I feel sort of moments before that he was sort of in a bit of a temper because I think it was a decision in the other end of the pitch which didn't go his way um, or he was upset with a linesman and he then sort of tried to get the ball back and he sort of stamped on, nah, stamped probably the wrong word, but he tried to shield the ball from Idris Gay, but unfortunately his foot landed on Gay's ankle. Kieran, was it a red card in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, no, it wasn't a red card because um, in Mitrovic's own words, he said it was a genuine clumsy attempt for the ball, um, which I think it's quite evident it was. Um, so I don't think it's a, I, I think it would have been a yellow, um, potentially somewhere in between, but I, I would see as much as a yellow. I wouldn't have said it was a red card at all. Um, I don't know what sort of witchcraft or wizardry that's going on saying that, that is that's a red card or anything, but yeah, it's not a red card. It certainly left uh, Lampard seething. Um, but yeah, I suppose if it was done against your player, you say, look, that's a red card, but I don't think it was. Thomas, what's your opinion on the, uh, the possible red card? Yeah. Similar to Kieran, really. It's, it's somewhere between yellow and red. Um, but I think what, saved it for him as well is that he, there's no malice in the challenge like you say he's just trying to to shield the ball from Gay coming in and instantly as soon as he did it he realised he stuck his hands up he was like look you know I was just trying to get to the ball as he said himself it was clumsy um, but yeah I don't think it's a red card and I've spoken to many Everton fans who are in agreement as well they don't think it was a red card uh, obviously Lampard you saw him just stating with the um, the fourth official uh, saying it was a red card, but I don't think it was. And yeah, I think I think yellow was fair in the end. I suppose the question is if the ref did see that it was a a deliberate stamp or it was a you know over the top challenge and the red card was given, does VAR then go right? That's a clear and obvious error. You know, bring it back to a yellow card. Um, Tom, do you think VAR would have overturned that if the red card was given? I don't know what VAR would have done to be honest. <laughs> seeing how they've the way the way they've dealt things this season, um, I think I think they would have stuck with the on-field decision. To be honest, yeah. I think I think we've seen them given in the past as a red card, and I think if the ref had pulled out a red card then they would have probably stuck with it, to be honest. Yeah. Kieran, are you in agreement with that? 
Yeah, I'd be in agreement. Um, I think the only possibility that would be like after the game, I think it could, there's a potential it could be rescinded um, if we obviously um, ask for it to be rescinded. Yeah, but I I feel um, it wouldn't. I think the on-field decision, as you guys have just said, would have stood. Yeah, so going in at half-time, me personally, I felt, you know, the game was never going to end nil-nil. I think both team had both teams had enough chances to certainly score, um, but it was sort of end to end. It was a fifty-fifty. I don't think either team were on top. Um, but then the second half starts, and within sort of two minutes, William, in my opinion, gets brought down in the eighteen-yard box. Uh, Kieran, I'm going to start with you. Penalty or no penalty on William? It's it's an interesting one because obviously it depends which angle you look at it from. Um, you could, I think, you could argue that yes, it is a penalty, but you could also argue that it's not. Um, personally, I think it is a penalty. Um, because it looks like it is appears that he is um he is knocked off the ball, um deliberately, um, but of course that is can be argued from many perspectives. Um, but yeah, I would have personally given a penalty, not because I'm biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. Um, <laughs> Tom, was it a penalty in in your eyes? Um, but I suppose my issue with it is, did the ref go in at half time and think, I think I've made a mistake not giving Mitrovic a red card? Then does that sort of play in his mind a little bit, or is is mm. that not a penalty? Whatsoever, uh, but it possibly plays in his mind a bit. But uh, you'd hope it wouldn't. You'd hope he'd be he'd come out and do a professional job. In my opinion, it's a stonewall penalty because William, why would he go down there? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a we've had a, a string of um, VAR decisions against almost like someone stuck a black cat curse on us or something. <laughs> but yeah, it's. For me, it was Stonewall. I was watching it and I was just thinking, how's that not a penalty? And then when it goes to VAR, you're thinking, right, they're going to give a penalty. And yeah, nothing. And I was just, yeah, I was, I, was sat, I was perplexed by it, to be honest, because I thought it was a Stonewall penalty. So did I. Now, I watched the highlights back on Match of the Day. I've seen the highlights on Sky Sports. And neither of them actually show that challenge, that foul, in my opinion, on their highlights. Yeah, now, I noticed that. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. It, it's a big talking point in the game. That It's more of a penalty than Mitrovic's red card, but that's being discussed. That's being shown on all platforms. So why is the penalty not being spoken about enough? Um, Kieran, can you make any heads or tails of that? Because I can't. Not really. I think it's just, I guess they kind of judge... Like the mo- the more important moments of the game, um, to kind of show more than others. But obviously, I think it is a pr- it is a pretty decisive moment of the game where I think they should have shown it, like on their highlights and stuff. Because um, obviously, the tricks of VAR, who knows what it's going to come up with. So, yeah, no one can predict it these days. Um, it's it's a ch- it's been tragic over recent weeks. But, yeah, I think they should have shown it. Who knows. The the big thing is for me is it's it's just not consistent enough. It it all comes down to, you know, 
how you interpret the either the foul or the handball. It's like, well, VAR has been brought in to sort of clear up clear and obvious errors. But when the refs seem to be making the same mistakes over and over again, but then some, sometimes the laws aren't as clear as you may seem. So for me, the foul on William is a penalty all day long. Um, I think if it happened in the other box, I'd say the same thing. Look, it was a penalty. But Tom, I'm going to ask you this. Now, we had 24 shots on goal without scoring. That's the mo- most amount of shots we've had in a game since 2003, 2004 without scoring. Why, did, why didn't we score yesterday? Um, you know, I'd like a bit more than the ball didn't go in the net. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one, really. I think we created enough opportunities to win the game comfortably, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also yesterday showed not a heavy reliance on Mitrovic, but a reliance that we have on him to put the ball in the back of it. Um, I think he had plenty of opportunities to do it yesterday. And I think there was a moment at the end of the game where Bernd Leno came up to him and, and said to him, what happened? You had four clear chances. Um, so, like, I, I just genuinely think we had an off day in front of goal. Mitrovic had an off day in front of goal. Willian saw Pickford make one of the, a world-class save. I don't. I didn't see Everton having many chances at the other end. If one team was going to win it, it was going to be us. And on another day, I think we win it three 0 I didn't see Everton scoring, to be honest. Um, there, there isn't really anything else to look into it, for me, in my opinion. I don't think it's a case of we we were toothless yesterday. I just think for you know by hook or by crook, the ball just didn't go in. Mm. Uh, Kieran. Do you have anything to add to that? Not really. I think um, Thomas has summarised it rather, rather very nicely there. Um, we just had an off day, personally. Um, things we just could we, like plenty of chances, plenty of good, plenty of good chance creation, like play, like in possession. I just think it was a bit of a. I think we're a bit toothless, and chances when a begging which we could have taken, but I think we just didn't take him yesterday. And I think we could definitely do better. Yeah. Um, now, the positive sign from all of that is we were creating the chances. Um, and actually, after the game, uh, where, my, where I sit, I sit right where the players come out. So seeing Mitrovic walk off, every time he was sort of walking, he was sort of had this grimace look on his face where he's in a lot of pain. Now, he's not fit. He knows that. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. I... Is that injury slowly starting to to affect him more than he, he sort of did a few weeks ago? Or is it literally just a case of Mitrovic had an off day in front of goal time? Um, I don't think it's affecting him as much as it did in the previous two games. Um, I think against Bournemouth and, uh, and Leeds... He, uh, sorry, against Villa and Leeds, he was... He, he was seventy percent, roughly, something like that. I think yesterday he was he was back to his bullying best. I thought he was very good. He just didn't have the finish. Um, I thought he 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 ran the channels well. He found space well. He he held the ball well. I thought he was 
getting back to his best yesterday. He just didn't have have the finishing touch, the clinical finish in him. So I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard one to tell. Obviously, we go to City next, and I'm not expecting him to get much of the ball. So um, <laughs> rest him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> rest him. Yeah, yeah. So I would. Play ten, play play the keeper, and then ten defenders. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We're winning this game. <laughs> oh yeah, we had this conversation, didn't we? Jim? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we <laughs> had this conversation, and I've already told you. Name your charity. If we beat Man City, you know, <laughs> it's I can't see it. Um, but I suppose this, you look at the thirteen games we've had. We, we're sitting seventh. We're just behind the likes of Man United, Chelsea, we're above Liverpool. Now, if someone would have said to you at the start of the season, you know, by November, you're going to be sitting in the Europa Conference League position, who would have believed it? Kieran, I suppose now's a good time to, to sum up the start of the season we've had um, because we yeah. do go into two games which we're most likely going to be, we're going to have a lot less of the ball, we're probably going to lose, definitely lose one of them possibly to sum up the sort of start of the season so far, Kieran? I think it's been really positive. Um, plenty of positive intent shown from what Silver wants and where the team's going to be going. Um, I think we're definitely in a good position to continue the good form after the World Cup and into the second half of the season. Um, obviously, ultimately staying up, which I think we do, because I've seen plenty of relegation or who's going to be relegated posts and nowhere near like Fulham was, Fulham's nowhere near him, which is for once great to see. Um, because usually, um, if it was a typical Fulham season, it'd be the first it'd be the first team that comes to mind. Oh yeah, Fulham are getting relegated, but not 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 this season. Um, I, I'm confidently saying that, but let's touch wood and hope that things don't turn for the worst. But um, I think it's been a brilliant season. We've had, we've had we've really improved our football. Obviously, we still have some improvements to make in terms of defence. Midfield duo, Polina, what a signing. Still can't believe he plays for our football club. <laughs> uh, same with Leno, Pereira. They've, they've all come through the ranks and they've, they've all proven that they're quality players. And I think it's it's brilliant to see. And I think if we continue the way we're going, um, provided that we are continuing to score goals without Mitrovic or heavily relying on Mitrovic as such, I think we're in a strong position for a... Um, a mid-table slash top half finish for sure, um, but yeah, I'm really pleased with how we've done. Yeah, Thomas, would you like to add anything to that? What have you made of well, our start good. of the season so far? It was a good summary by Kieran, to be honest. Um, I just think that Silva has changed the dynamic of the team, even down to the recruitment. Being allowed, him being allowed to be heavily involved in recruitment, like. We didn't just go and buy players willy-nilly in the summer. We we strengthened areas that needed key key areas that needed strengthening. The goalkeeper, the centre backs, Palinia, and Pereira came in to replace Carvalho. But then around that, we replaced we we filled in with loans and free signings like Willian. And I just think the team now is it, it's, it's gelled so well, and that midfield trio of Pereira, Reed, and Palinia will give any Premier League midfield a run for its money. Um, you were saying we've got two games coming up where we, we're probably going to struggle. I genuinely think that at home against Man United, we're going to give them a good game and mm. potentially win it or even draw it. 
Um, and that's crazy to think that at the beginning of the season, if you just said playing Man United, I'd have probably gone, oh God, we're going to lose that. So it just shows how far we've come. And yeah, long may it continue. Just I'm just going to keep riding the wave. It's, it still feels surreal. Like this morning I'm sitting and I'm watching Sky Sports News and I'm checking the table and it's like, we're sitting seventh. Like, I'm going to start getting nosebleeds soon. You know, we're a bit <laughs> high up in the table here. What's going on? You're just waiting to, to wake up and realise actually, you know, it is all a bit of a dream. But it's clear to see that Silva has got his stamp on mm. this team with, a, with the likes of uh, Paulinia, Pereira, Leno, Willian. You can tell they're his signings. Um, and for me, oh, sorry, sorry I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I even thought it's a deal yesterday, it was really, really good. I think he's beginning to, to make that position his own. I thought he, he stepped out of defense really well, came forward, played the ball forward very well. Every time he got the ball, he looked forward, and I think that, that that's what Silva's been looking for is a, is a ball playing a defender who'll step out from the back. Um, so I think you know, him and Tosin, they're going to be fighting it out for that position which is credit to Tim Ream of course because he's he seems to be Mr Dependable at the moment yeah, he's certainly made that position his own Tim Ream there's no question about that but mm. touching on Diop towards the end of the game yesterday they looked like they was going to go on a counter attack and out of nowhere he's got his 10 foot leg and he's just <laughs> he's intercepted the pass and he's sort of got back control but yeah I think Diop deserves a special mention but there's two, there's two players that I'd like to give a special mention to yesterday. Um, one is Anthony Robinson, I think, has been absolutely outstanding this season. Um, like yesterday, again, he had Anthony Gordon in his pocket. Uh, I think he's, he got him yesterday from the game and sort of took him out. But he was phenomenal. But for me, I think you touched on it, Kieran. Paulinia. Yeah. He comes up in every podcast. Now... <laughs> I've I've not fallen in love with a player as quickly as him since I think Moussa Dembele. Um, mm. He's just got that aura about him. There was a time during the second half he made that double challenge in the space of about three seconds. And you just think, how on earth is he playing for us? And more importantly, <laughs> how on earth have we got him on a, on a six-year contract? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's, but... The team now, there seems to have... We look comfortable. And as you said a minute ago, Thomas, no matter who we come up against, we're going to give them a, we're going to give them a good game. Now, you look at the 13 games we've played, I'd probably say there's only really two games in that that we deserve to lose, which was Tottenham away and Newcastle at home. I think the rest of them, we have a good case to at least say we should have got a point or all three. Um, so... I suppose we can go into the World Cup break with this confidence, riding that wave that you you mentioned a minute ago, Tom. And we just have to look forward now to the, to the sort of second half of the season for when it restarts on Boxing Day. Uh, Kieran, I'm going to start with you. Who was your man of the match yesterday? My man of the match yesterday? Oh, wow. Tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one because there are plenty of good performances all over the pitch. As, you, as we've already said, Polina, Robinson... William, um, I'm going to have to agree with you that Robinson um, is my man of the match from yesterday. Um, I think that was the one that the Fulham Fulham voted for in the end, the Fulham faithful voted for. So, um, yeah, I'll have to agree with Robinson because he was immense yesterday. Um, 
had Gordon on on strings and an all round 10 out of 10 performance, I'd say. Um, did really well. Mm. Tom, who was your man in the match? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you two, you two lads. Um, I thought he was brilliant up and down the left wing, did his defensive duties really well. And yeah, I just, I just think he's going from strength to strength. He's getting better and better. And mm. uh, yeah, definitely, definitely deserving of man of the match yesterday. It's not very rare that we can talk about a, a nil-nil draw and actually say no one really had a bad performance. Usually mm. with, with board and nil-nil draws, you sort of go, oh, no one really performed, no one stood out. But it really was a case of, you know, from a Fulham point of view, we can name our man of the match from... But looking at the overall game, I'd probably say Jordan Pickford was probably the best player on the pitch. Um, and I think the scoreline certainly proved that. Um, but it's a difficult one because we're sitting here now, it's a nil-nil draw and we're trying to make head and tails of it. But we should be sitting here with a 3 nil win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hindsight sure. sort of thing, isn't it? Um, but look, we've, we've got, what, five days now, six days until we play Man City. Kieran, I know we'll be doing a podcast on Thursday to talk about the preview itself, but do you think this would be the sort of game where you don't mind giving Mitrovic a, a bit of a rest to sort of yeah, look I, after I that injury that. a bit? I, I think at least, at least sub him off early in the game, if at all, because I think we need him for... I mean, we need him for Man United at home, definitely. And then after that, obviously, it depends what happens. But I think definitely resting him is an option, given easier to run out, because obviously it's a game that we're expected to lose, which is inevitable. So I'm still confident we'll win it. But but, um, I think definitely a possibility. And I wouldn't be in a disagreement if Silva did want to rest him, because either that or I would... As much as I want to see him representing Serbia in the World Cup, I wouldn't mind him not going to the World Cup so he can get that injury sorted and be ready, prepped to come back for December to be in good form for us. Yeah, but I guess we'll see what happens. See, that's a good point because, Tom, that was going to be my next question to you is, you know, one, can you see Mitrovic being rested just to give that injury a bit more time to sort of heal and give him a bit of a rest? But the second part would be, do you think that this injury could get a bit worse before the World Cup, that it leads to the point where he simply can't play a role for Serbia in the World Cup? Um, I, th- I think resting him would be good this weekend. Um, but I don't think Silva will, because it's just not in his nature. I think if Mitrovic says that he's able to play, I think he'll play. Um, in, in terms of playing for Serbia at the World Cup, I look at it on, in a way that I don't, in my opinion, Serbia are a good side, yes, but I don't see them going deep into the competition. So I think that there's going to be two weeks or so for Mitrovic to get a bit fitter after the after Serbia have finished their stint in the World Cup. I think that he'll have a couple of weeks to get fit for us. If they do go deep into the competition, then I'm going to start panicking because... I do think that it's causing him a lot of trouble with that injury. And I think that Serbia playing him against, was it Norway or Sweden or something? They played him for the full 90 minutes after he'd already picked up the injury. Yeah. Um, I think that just shows how reliant they are on, on, him, on him as well. So I think he will play for them and he will continue to have the injections for them throughout the World Cup as long as they're in it as well. 
Um, mm. I think the best thing from a Fulham point of view would be Serbia getting knocked out in the group stage. <laughs> Yeah. Cheers, Thomas. All our Serbian listeners are about to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for one, would love to see Serbia go all the way and win it. Um, Absolutely, if, I think if, that if England don't, of course, of course, I think I think Serbia will win it hands down. Like Argentina, <laughs> don't stand a chance. <laughs> but I, I suppose from a it's selfish, not like, it's not on. like they haven't got anyone to fall back on, though, is it? They've only they've only got Luka Jovic and Dusan Vlahovic, so. No, it's not like they haven't got anyone to fall back on. <laughs> he's just he's just unreal. I think if he, he if, if he would have scored on on Saturday, I think he would have been joint second in the uh, in the golden race for the golden boot. Um, and it's not bad for someone that can't do it in the Premier League, is it? <laughs> um, and it, it it's a good point to make because everyone's always writes him off, so that he can't do it in the Premier League. It's a nice little dig at everyone else that sort of doubted him. Um, but look, gentlemen, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I just want to give uh, a shout out. Um, my son turns eight on Thursday. He listens to the podcast every time I do oh, it. Oh, happy birthday um, to your son. Yeah, Freddie, happy birthday for Thursday. Um, happy birthday, Freddie. Happy keeps, birthday, Freddie. <laughs> he, he keeps badgering me about coming on. So we will, we will give him a, a little two-minute stint in one of the podcasts because <laughs> we are a family show. Um, Lovely. So you know he'll make a special appearance um, sometime soon. It may be Thursday. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a shout out for you. Um, just and quickly, it's... just quickly. Um, two things. Firstly, little shout out to um, William, who was played his two hundred and fiftieth Premier League game um, on the weekend. Um, I thought that was a pretty impressive statistic. Wow. Um, he seemed pretty happy. So thought that was quite good. And also, just quickly before we. Um, Finish Thomas. I think me, me and Alan discussed it on a previous podcast. But who would be your player of the season so far? Oh, that's a good oh, question. God. That's a good question. Jeez, Jesus Christ! Sorry to be um, on the spot there, but <laughs> yeah, no, wow. Um, I think Harrison Reed probably just for the way that he's taken to the Premier League. Like you know, he's he's been brilliant, and he's just getting better and better. So yeah, and obviously to push him for that, you know, World Cup spot that we all want him to go and get. So yeah, Harrison Reed. Yes, mm. for all of our listeners, please, can you just hashtag Reed to Qatar? Um, we need to get it trending. We, we need do. to get Reed to Qatar to win us the World Cup. One um, of Southgate's assistants was at the game on Saturday. Yeah, um, Steve I'm, I'm, assu- yeah. I'm assuming he was um, watching Pickford, but um, you never no, know. He could have been, no, could have been watching not. the Ginger and the Esther. Yeah, he was definitely watching Harrison Reed. Mm, you know, absolutely. Pick- Pickford's England's number one. He's, he's going. Um, but no, I think he was there to watch Harrison Reed and see the uh, master, <laughs> the master strokes he was performing. Um, so England only only win World Cups with Fulham players in their team, anyway. So, well, this is it. So, Gareth, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, um, <laughs> <laughs> you need to take Harrison Reed to the World Cup, or we're simply not winning it. Um, <laughs> Calvin Phillips can't go. So, bring in Harrison Reed, let him score the winner in the final in Qatar. You know and- what to do. Exactly. You know what to do. Just take him. Just take him. Um, Thomas, is there anything you want to add before we uh, end the uh, podcast? No, no, nothing. Thank you, guys. It's been brilliant once again. Have a fantastic week, gentlemen. Um, 
Have a fantastic week to all our listeners and any Serbian listeners that you have. We do apologize. Well, I apologize <laughs> on behalf of Thomas. He didn't I mean do it. love Serbia. I do love him <laughs> playing. I love Tadic. I think he's a brilliant player. All right. I'm, I'm just saying from a Fulham point of view. <laughs> but we all love Serbia. Serbia are going to win the World Cup. Yes. There we go. That's what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> if, if England don't win the World Cup, we're, we'll be cheering on Serbia for sure. Um, so yes, have a fantastic week and we'll be back on Thursday with the Man City preview um, with Kieran and he can fill <laughs> us all with um, false confidence leading on to yeah, the game on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all.